Welcome back to Glitchcast, episode number 65 this week. We are talking about us, Jordan Peele's sophomore effort here, uh, the follow-up to Get Out. More of a horror movie, I guess, is what he wants it to be known as. Stars uh, Lupita Nyong'o, Winston Duke, uh, Elizabeth Moss, Tim Heidecker. I think that's about it. I don't know, probably don't know the kids' names. Um, but uh, that's a pretty big hit currently so we'll get we'll get the spoiler and non-spoiler reviews for you uh obviously movie news and tv news and some pretty big trailers actually this week um obviously last week we were talking about uh c2e2 down in chicago i unfortunately was not able to make it down uh i know andy went um but we don't we won't have any like real content from it other than some stuff that you had on instagram i think on, yeah on the actual I day of. posted some stuff on instagram i randomly walked up to a quick sci-fi interview with martin Starr and the other guy behind freaks and geeks sat a couple feet away from him said hello um but that was kind of the star-studded moment of the weekend the lines <laughs> for people like paul rudd were insane and i've heard that uh, really it was like 10 seconds smile shake his hand move on no meet and greet really um, but overall, you know, well put together, well organized, and a very, very busy weekend at C2E2. Honestly, we had weekend passes, and one day was enough for me. Very <laughs> overwhelming, but next year we'll do it up big. I think the the dream moment for even that 10 seconds with Paul Rudd would be to ask uh, if he'll spoil Endgame by yeah. admitting that the way that they defeat Thanos is Ant-Man expands inside of his butt. <laughs> well, we all know that's how it's going to go down. I just want to hear him <laughs> say it. Uh, Clark Gregg was there too. Um, mm. Who does what? He plays Agent Coulson, but I think those yep. were the two really big names. Alicia Silverstone was there. The Pink Power Ranger was there. Heyo, and Martin Starr. Um, <laughs> but not quite the draw of San Diego Comic Con, which I've attended as well and hope to go back to. But as it grows, hopefully we'll get some bigger names. And uh, yeah, we plan to be back next year. Yeah. Uh, all right. So movie news. Uh, not a lot of news this week, but. Starting out, Zac Efron and Amanda Seyfried, Seyfried uh, have joined the cast of the Scooby-Doo movie that's going to be coming out. Uh, this is not live action, though. It's Aww. animated. Um, Zac Efron is going to be Fred, which I feel like makes sense. Both kind of frat boys. Frat boys. Uh, Amanda Seyfried is going to be Daphne. Um, there's actually some other people. Uh, Gina Rodriguez is going to be Velma. Will Forte is going to be Shaggy, and Tracy Morgan is going to be Captain Caveman. I don't know who that is, but uh, all right. Interesting. That's a pretty good cast. I, I like kind of wish it was live action. I know, right? Like, that's a really – like, I get that it's really popular for voiceover movies to get really big stars in your little DreamWorks movies and all that. But, I, like, I get that. But I think this is a good cast for live action. Um, who played the dude – uh, Shaggy in the actual live action movie back in the day? Matthew Lillard. Yeah, I've heard he's like really attached to that character and like loves it and d goes to all these cons and does the voices for kids and he was upset that he didn't get notified of this. Well, I think he can he's like continued doing the voice for like the shows and mm. stuff after yeah. that those movies. So Well, that would make sense. He was kind of butthurt. I saw him like yeah. ranting on Twitter like, "Well, this is a hell of a way to find out." Yeah. He it's Clearly, he doesn't have a lot else going on, so sure. I'd be mad. Um, Christopher Nolan's next movie, which comes out next summer, I think, maybe two summers from now, um, has finally, there's no really no plot details or anything, uh, but it finally has a few people added to the cast. John David Washington, who is Denzel Washington's son uh, and just starred in Black Klansman, has joined. Elizabeth Debicki, who was in Widows, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, um has joined and Robert Pattinson of Twilight fame has joined. 
I would say okay. that this is probably the biggest movie that Robert Pattinson has done since then. Probably the like only mainstream movie that he's done since then. He's obviously done like a lot of indie movies. I think he's a really good actor. Actually, he was really yeah. good. In good time that came out last two years ago. Um, but this is a, this is an interesting cast for a Christopher Nolan movie. I I wouldn't expect any of these names. I think uh, Pattinson's tried to shake that Twilight image. I know Kristen Stewart has. There was an article on Reddit this week about how they like were trying to move past that and. Uh, yeah, it's good to see him getting a really big role here, and it's just crazy that we have no idea what this is about. Do you think it's going to be like space or time travel, or do you think it's going to be something that which is like we cannot predict? I I have no idea. I, I just hope it's he, nothing like Dunkirk. Like get back I, to kind of that sci-fi vibe. Yeah, I think it just said like it's going to be an action epic. It didn't say like sci-fi mm. or you know anything like that. I don't know. I will we'll find out. I don't think it'll be like another historical. Kind of yeah, like I don't think realistic so Or if it does, it'll be like an alternate history. Yeah, yeah. Something cool. Yeah. Um, Disney closed their $71.3 billion Fox deal. Jesus Christ. Um, so that's awesome that like antitrust laws didn't stop that. Uh, but we get the X-Men and Fantastic Four in the MCU by Disney. I've read a lot on this, and a lot of people hate this, and I totally get why. There are already there are already massive layoffs, you know, directors, VPs that just got walked out, you know, as soon as this happened, and it's just one less movie studio. But for us, it boils down to uh, X Men and the MCU. I know that's selfish, but we'll see what happens here. But yeah, this is this is not good. <laughs> this is not good. Yeah. It's. Uh, this is I bad. mean, like, there's like five corporations that own like everything in the world right. anyway, so it's just like, oh, it's always nice to have it diluted even more. Yeah, I read something. I read it where it's like, thirty years from now, movies are just going to be called Disney's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our our overlords, mouse overlords. Yeah. Uh, Final Destination reboot. I think we talked about this like a month ago, or maybe a couple months ago. Maybe it was just like being kind of discussed uh, in the in the in the tabloids in the newspapers. Uh, but it's officially been announced by Warner Brothers. Final Destination reboots. You know, all right, I guess. <laughs> hey, these movies stuck with me. I cannot go behind a truck carrying logs and not think. I'm about to die in a Final Destination moment. We 100% talked about this before. Oh, yeah, we did. Exactly I'm getting deja vu now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, now it's official, so we can look forward to creative ways that we die. I remember yeah. the roller coaster scene was creepy and scary. Uh, these these are fun. These are fun. I'm ready for more. Yeah, I, I yeah, they're they're stupid, fun, entertaining. Not really anything special. Speaking like, stupid, yeah, you. That's a perfect transition. I'll yeah, let you take it. <laughs> kind of just like this next movie, uh, the Meg Two is currently in the works. Uh, the first Meg uh, was something that I was on. Unbe- I think we were both unbelievably excited for Jason Statham fighting a hundred sure. foot shark or whatever you want to call it. Um, so sequel it must have. I, I don't really know what its numbers were, but it must have raked in worldwide. Yeah, I think it killed it worldwide. Um, but yeah, this is so stupid, and I can't wait for more. <laughs> oh, the man. Meg, the Meg. Can't wait. <laughs> That's it for movie news. We got three TV news stories this week. Legion and Fargo creator, uh, Fargo TV series creator, Noah Hawley, and FX wanted to make an Alien miniseries, uh, but Fox shot it down, just like they've kind of done with everything else. We know Neil Blomkamp wasn't able to make his Fox movie or his Alien movies. Um, how do you feel? Would you would you want an Alien miniseries? I think I would. Um, the movies haven't really hit it out of the park lately, and somebody like Noah Hawley could do well with this. Noah Hawley 
did Fargo, correct? Did you say that just now? Yes, yes. Um, and he's actually he, doing a movie that we're going to talk about the trailer shortly, and he's just got a, a really cool style to him, and I would have liked to see this. What about you? I don't know. I I just I just don't know. I, I feel like it doesn't, like I wouldn't need, I just think like Alien should just be done, I think. What? It's so cool, though. I keep waiting for them to go back to the roots and not, you know, every time we think it's going to be actual horror, get a giant CG alien attacking a ship flying with blockbusters. Yeah, I mean, I actually really liked Prometheus, and I kind of liked the route they were going, and then they completely undercut it and ruined it entirely in Covenant and changed it into, like, what you just said. It was yeah. like a CGI kind of monster superhero in a way. Um, and so I, I, I think it's either they need to make it, you know, like the original or expand on that the origin aspect, but they kind of already ruined it. So yeah. um, I guess a miniseries could work in that original That's what I'm saying. Something with vibe. less of a budget. Um, where they have to get a little smaller with it, I think could be good for it. Black Mirror news here, finally. Uh, season 5. So we got Bandersnatch. Everyone thought it was going to be a full season. We just got Bandersnatch. Um, finally, some casting. Uh, Anthony Mackie and Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, uh, who was actually in Us for a little bit. Uh, he was a, you know, a minor character uh, and played... Bl- Black Manta in Aquaman? Is that who he played? Black Manta? The basically like the, the, the sea pirate dude. Yeah. 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 I okay. can't he think of who him. he was in us. But continue. He was the uh he's the not the not the dad, like the her dad. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So flashbacks. Yep. Um but yeah, so some casting news there. Uh for some reason in my mind, in my m- for some reason, I think that Anthony Mackie has already been in a Black Mirror episode, but I'm pretty sure I'm just thinking of Daniel Kaluuya, which I'm not yep. that, like, I don't want to sound racist or anything, <laughs> but like for some, they kind of look similar, right? Like a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they do. Kind of like the, the, I think it's the eyes. For it's some eyes. reason, I and, like, think Anthony Mackie is kind head. of like a wuss though too. For some, Like he just seems lame to me. <laughs> Maybe it's his character in Avengers, but he just seems <laughs> like a dork. Um, and also in my mind... Why isn't this much further along? Like, I keep thinking Black Mirror is just going to show up on Netflix any day now, and we're still casting people? Let's go! I feel like, well, I'm pretty sure, like, Miley Cyrus was cast in an episode, so I know they've at least definitely shot, like, one other episode Mm. already. But yeah, you're right. Like, I was expecting to get Bandersnatch, and like, two weeks later be like, yeah, season five comes out in two months. Yeah. We're three months past it, so... Yeah, it's like, at this point, they're just going to drop it all Christmas 2019. Like that, I don't want to wait. Honestly, they probably will. Yeah. Uh, Taika Waititi is going to voice IG88 in Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. All right. Austin's like, you're gonna have to take this one. <laughs> IG88 is a brutal robot bounty hunter. So this is noteworthy because Taika Waititi isn't really known for being brutal in any way. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not like some dumb C3PO idiot ass robot that's no i mean he doesn't look like that he looks a lot more badass um he's actually part of star wars a new i think uh, empire no i think he's from return of the jedi but he's a favorite among the fans and he's supposed to be a brutal badass alien or i'm sorry not alien robotic bounty hunter and taika watiti voicing him is like what's going on here do you think he'll bust out a badass voice or just be like hey mate piss off ghost yeah. <laughs> Fans are kind of upset, but they're also like, I trust Taika at this point. Mm-hmm. 
that's it for news this week. Uh, let's talk some trailers here. First up, uh, we got a trailer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is Quentin Tarantino's next movie coming out in July. It stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, uh, and about 14,000 other famous people, I believe, is the right number. Yep. Um, this is set during the times of the Manson murders and Sharon Tate's murder. Uh, Margot Robbie plays Sharon Tate. Uh, Brad Pitt and Leo are just kind of like made-up people. Um I, we have no idea what this movie is like actually about. Yeah, I, um, and this trailer did not help at all. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, what's going but on here. It certainly set the tone for like what the kind of like it's going to be very fun. Yes, and funny. Um, <laughs> that what he says, my he says something like the, the Chinese guy, my fists have no something. If I my fists are like legally classified as weapons or something. If I kill you by accident, yeah. Uh, it's murder and he's like if you kill anybody by accident with your fists it's murder it's called manslaughter i was dying at that again yeah, there, there were so many good the context lines. of there's, the film at all yeah there's there's brad pitt's uh carrying the load yeah. line for leo uh there was the like the very final scene was like the little girl leaning into leo and be like that's the best acting i've ever seen and leo just leaning back and going rick fucking dalton <laughs> what did he what does he say i can't his his like his character name oh rick okay. fucking dalton is what he says uh why does he look like fat chris pine in the end there <laughs> as well <laughs> Like, I thought that was Chris Pine. I was like, well, he's in this too. (laughs) Yeah, and then Brad Pitt is basically just, like, playing his character from Inglorious Bastards, it seems like. Love uh, it. Which I'm fine with. Love it. I'll take it. Uh, Yeah, no, all in. Going to be great. Might be very Pulp Fiction-y, it feels like. Kind of just, like, weaving storylines. And we, like, didn't even see most of the the cast. We saw, like, the main three people, and that was it. Did you see how bad the posters were, though? Oh yeah, they they look they looked they're, terribly they're photoshopped. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Someone on Reddit Reddit made like their own version of the posters that were so much better. But I yeah. think that's why they released the trailers right after. They're like, no, it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be good. Yeah. Uh, Toy Story Four got a trailer released, uh, so we finally know what that's about. Uh, basically, uh, they're you know they in Toy Story Three, possibly one of the best endings to a uh, movie series ever yeah, uh, they decided to decide to make another one so uh the toys are now with like a new little girl and she makes like her own toy out of like a spork with a bunch of random stuff and uh the spork uh, is not a fan of being a toy it just wants to be a spork or a spoon or whatever and it runs away so then woody runs after it and so it's a whole thing um and bo peep I, is apparently lost in some antique oh, shop yes. and he meets her and wants to either rescue her or she's trying to get him to stay mm-hmm. yeah um i don't know if you can tell in my voice i don't care about this movie because i think it's so dumb that it's being made um yeah yeah i i kind of agree it had a great ending and it's just i hate the term cash grab because every movie's a cash grab movies are made to make money but this is coming back because disney knows they can put out whatever product they want slap the name toyster on it it's gonna make a lot of money the trailer was okay i just don't care do something else pixar you're so good i mean tom hanks said that he cried during the uh the final i feel like tom hanks cries every day (laughs) he's a wuss too He's great, though. I love Tom Hanks. <laughs> uh, D- D- Dora in the Lost City of Gold movie got a trailer. Um, so this is based on Dora the Explorer. This live action uh, stars some girl. She looks familiar. I don't know what she was in. Um, oh, man. Sarah told me what she's in, and I forgot. You ramble, and I'm going to figure it out. It's something that we've seen. she in Power seen. Rangers? No. I'm going to figure it out. You You tell us what this is about. 
Um, yeah, so uh, Dora's parents, played by Michael Pena and Eva Longoria, basically she grows up in the jungle, they send her to Real's world to go to school, and they're on like a, uh, they're on a field trip, and some villains uh, capture her and try to make her lead them to her, her uh, parents in this lost city of gold. So I know, I know you were huge on this show growing up, um, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think about this? Yeah, okay, so I started out the trailer, and I was like, I don't care at all. But as it went on, oh. I think it kind of hooked me. I think I'm interested. Oh, man, I'm the opposite. As it as it started, wait, no. I am just I just think it looks bad overall. <laughs> I actually thought it looked decent from the promo stills, probably because it looked like a bad porno. Um, but then it, uh, yeah, everything just looks really low budget and like made for TV. Um, the main girl is Isabella from Transformers The Last Something, which I don't think uh, you or I even watched, yeah. did we? Okay. Instant Family, if you watch that new one. No, she's Lizzie, yes. and she's a minor character, Isabel Reyes, in Sicario Day of the Soldado. Oh, that's what... Mm, okay, that's where I recognized her. Oh, and she actually voiced Dora in Dora and Friends Into the City, the TV series. Great casting. Uh, no, this looks bad. I was hoping it would be like Jumanji level good and funny, okay. but it didn't land. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it looks good. I'm saying that I think I there might be some sort of fun to be gleaned from it. Like Jumanji? Yeah, I guess. I I, that's what I was hoping I think Jumanji is a legitimately good movie, though, I think. Oh, I agree. Um, but, uh, you know, my expectations were low, and I don't think I'm going to get mm-hmm. the same out of this. Didn't Michael Bay this, help produce this? Michael Bay's production company mm. is the production company okay. working for this uh, Platinum Dunes. It looks like made for TV, but who knows? Yeah, it does. Um, it's also much more aimed towards children, yeah. I believe, than, you know. It doesn't, yeah, Jumanji did a good Jumanji job being aimed, aimed towards, towards children, people. but also, like, yeah. hilarious for you and me. Yeah. Uh, Unicorn Store is Brie Larson's directorial debut, uh, starring her and Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, this is basically, she, she's, like, sort of just, like, an aimless. Like an aimless artist? Dog. Stop. Carvin. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, she's like an aimless artist. She drops out of school or got kicked out of school, art school or something. And, um, basically she gets, she's working a temp job and she gets like a letter and they're like, she goes to this weird store where Samuel L. Jackson is eccentric out. With women's hair? And, uh, he, uh, basically offers her a unicorn and she like it's about her finding herself i guess i don't really understand but it just seems like you know it's supposed to be like some sort of uplifting kind of movie this looks like garden state for the new generation a movie that people can point to and be like yeah but have you seen unicorn store it looks so quirky and like dorky and like i'm so like ah, i think it looks so (laughs) so bad and I'm sorry, I love Brie Larson, I love Sammy Jackson, you know, Captain Marvel prequel is looking pretty weird at this point. This had the reverse of the Dora. Uh, you were excited at first? Gold. I was excited at first, and then as it went on, I was like, ugh, I don't know. The lines are cringy, the I'm a dork, no one understands me is cringy, the follow your heart message is cringy, everything's cringy. Yeah, it just feels like uh, kind of like an emotional ma- manipulation, like, do your best kind of Believe thing, in unicorns. Like, no, unicorns yeah. are fake. What the f- yeah. Shut up. Get a job. <laughs> Next up is uh, Lucy in the Sky. This is directed by Noah Hawley, who we referenced before. Stars Natalie Portman, John Hamm, Zazie Beetz, uh, Dan Stevens, 
the beast the from beast. beauty and the beast um, and this is i don't this is kind of in, inspired by not based on but inspired by a real astronaut who came back uh kind of fell in love started an affair with a fellow astronaut went crazy when he started an affair with another astro- younger astronaut and she basically drove from like texas to florida um wore diapers so she wouldn't have to stop uh with the plan to like kidnap or kill them uh and whatever she got caught um but this is sort of loosely based on that or inspired by it i, I should say um basically natalie, natalie portman comes back down to earth and goes a little crazy uh, i think it looks great do you remember chatting about this in the previous name it used to be called mm-hmm. uh yeah pale blue dot pale blue, blue dot i think you and i are really excited we love Noah holly natalie portman the queen um, visually, I think this looks really cool, and it's definitely a different take on an astronaut movie. So I'm actually stoked for this. I think it looks really good. Yeah, I kind of wish they kept the pale blue dot. I like uh, the pale blue, blue dot a lot better. This just seems like a lazy way to get people to be like, oh, Beatles. Yeah. Um, I don't even like know it was a Beatles thing oh, really? until like someone mentioned it, and I was like, oh, They snuck the jingle in at the very end of the trailer. I'm glad they didn't do the whole thing, you know, Beatles the losing. Beatles universe with that... Uh, that one movie where no one remembers the Beatles. That too. looks amazing. That's that's happening. Yeah. Um, all right, final trailer: Stranger Things three. <gasps> Let's go. Yes. Um, so this, you know, set in the summer, uh, seems a lot bigger in scope in a way, action wise. Um, seems to be kind of focusing on if like the little friend group is like growing apart, um, and you know that whole thing. I. It obviously doesn't give away a lot. There's a lot of, like, weird shots in there um, that, like, I have no idea how that ties in or what's going on, but um, it looks great, so that's all that matters. Yeah, it looks like they're growing apart, they're moving on, they're definitely going through puberty, they all look weird, and correct me if I'm wrong, didn't didn't the Duffer Brothers say no to filming two seasons in a row? They're going to look old as hell by season four and five. Like, we're going to have to do time jumps here. Um, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I don't even like how old are they? Uh, in real life, yeah, I'm gonna guess seventeen at this point. Really? I what's uh, mm. what's Eleven's name again? Millie Bobby Brown. I bet she's fifteen or sixteen, maybe. No, she is fourteen, fifteen. Mm. Yeah, I told you. Huh. I bet Finn Wolfhard is, like, 15, maybe 16. You heard the rumor that Millie Bobby Brown is, like, hooking up with Drake? I have heard that. <laughs> Finn Wolfhard is 16. Finn Wolfhard is 16. Okay. Year. So I was close there. You were close on Millie Bobby Yeah, I mean, they're just, they're going through puberty, and they're going to, their voices are going to be weird, and they're going to be tall. Finn Wolfhard looks tall and weird. They're going to look really weird by <laughs> four or five. Though. But anyway, season looks great. I love the new setting. I love that it's colorful. It's less... You know, dark, dreary, boring town. You got fireworks. You got a fair. You got a new mayor. You got Gary Busey's son looking weird in a scene. Um, Steve is going to get tortured, looks like. A lot of cool mm-hmm. little flashes. Um, really good trailer. Does not outdo the Comic-Con trailer of Stranger Things 2, however. That one was one of the greatest of all time. With um, Thriller in it. I don't really it. remember it, to be honest. With Thriller? Oh, shit, yeah. yeah that was that so trailer good. was so dope. Yeah. Um, all right, that's this summer, right? Is that 4th of July? Yes. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I do – I am going to miss it being around October, but, boy, it's yeah. nice to have some good TV in the summer. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, Alright, so that is it for trailers this week, which means it's time to talk about us. Um, not you and me, but the movie. Uh, uh, um, so this is, like I said at the beginning of the episode, Jordan Peele's follow-up effort to get out. Um, this stars Lupita Nyong'o, Winston Duke, Yaya Abdul-Mateen, um, Elizabeth Moss, and Tim Heidecker. Uh, if you've seen the trailers and stuff, basically it's about this family that goes to their beach house and all of a sudden uh, they're terrorized by a group of four other people that look just like them. That's all we'll give away uh, in the non-spoiler section here. Uh, with Jordan Peele's second inventive ambitious horror film, we have seen how to beat the sophomore jinx and it is us. That is the least yeah, like, I was critical shocked. consensus of, 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 like I've ever they, seen. They don't like, talk about say anything. anything. All they say yeah. is... This is his second movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Uh, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes out of 338 reviews, 69% audience I'm score. I'm shocked it's that low. Okay. It made $70 million stateside, $86 million worldwide in its first weekend or its first week on a $20 million budget. Wow. So Jordan Peele is just going to wow. keep getting all that money. Also, uh, Captain Marvel has almost made a billion dollars worldwide. Which yeah, is crazy. it's not um, really dropping off like this. That movie yeah. is kicking some ass. Yeah. Um, so uh, this movie, Us. What did you What did you think about it? Yeah. First off, I got five on it. I know you've been uh, touting that that song as being like your jam, but that remix, that that creepy remix, so awesome. I've been blasting it since I saw the movie. They had some good usage of it in the movie, which I'm really glad about. Sorry if you think that's a spoiler. You probably saw it was coming. I'm obsessed with it as well. <laughs> uh, I thought this was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. We'll we'll keep open uh, breaking it down a little bit. But what about you? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I actually I didn't work today, so I went and saw it a second time. Uh, oh, because I, I want to see out, it a second time so bad. Because I I came out of it. I went and saw it Friday, and I came out of it, and I was actually fairly disappointed. Hmm. Um, and so I came in with. The, I think I think part of the reason is I was trying to notice everything and trying to figure out everything in my first viewing instead of just kind of like taking in the experience. So the second viewing was actually, you know, sort of the opposite of what you would expect is the second viewing was much more laid back. I yeah. wasn't trying to catch every Easter egg. Yeah. I was just kind of like trying to enjoy it. And I think I enjoyed it a little bit more. Um, but I still – the third act I'm not the biggest fan of. I think it starts out great. I think the first act is fantastic. Um, Jordan Peele has, I think – is even better as a director in this one than he was in Get Out, but I think the writing is worse, um, and we'll we'll get to a lot of that in the spoiler section of the review. But um, yeah, it's re- it's really the writing was what kind of ruined part of it for me. Yeah, um, there's a lot there's of some plot things. holes. Yeah, and there's exactly. Some, I want to talk about it, some things that bothered the hell out of me when it comes to like, well, how does this happen then? You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh. But but basically the positives uh. Like you said, the I got five on it remix. They use it so well in like they the use three music times very well in this movie. It. Yeah, the the soundtrack and the score is outstanding. Um, there, there's like the the opening, not the opening scene, but like the opening title card kind of scene Creepy uh, where there's like flashing music. all the credits and stuff. Um, and that was that just set, like set the tone. Yeah. Um, and it was a really lingering shot. Like props to mm-hmm. them for holding that shot and playing some creepy yeah. music. Like for long and long, long to make me just really uncomfortable. That first yeah. opening 10 minutes was the most intense, like tension building scene I've seen in a long time. 
the beach at night, like the rolling storm, mm-hmm. a creepy fun house, other people having fun. Like I was, I was really like not feeling great during that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's unfortunate is that I think that that opening scene is the most tense and best, maybe best shot. I, I don't know how to put it. Best done scene of the entire movie. Um, I think I agree. Yeah. I was most off put. Like there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of additional tense scenes in this movie, but that was the first 20 minutes of this movie are incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, which actually speaking of that is I think the, the first, that first scene, uh, actually is like, that feels like straight horror. Yeah. The rest of the movie tonally, and this kind of comes down to writing again, is I think there's some comedic aspects, which while I laughed at like a lot of the jokes or a lot of lines that I think you were meant to laugh at, it does undercut some of the tension and suspense that you're supposed to be feeling, and I think that kind of ruins the horror a bit and kind of took me out of it at times. Yeah, like, I think you had the same problem with Halloween, um, and then, you you know, you have Get Out, which I guess was as funny. Like, there were some funny scenes in Get Out. Um, I think you were saying, like, you wish they just leaned way further into horror, horror, horror. Of course, have a little bit of comedy, but, like, pick, pick a tone is what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, I, oh man, I remember there was a much smarter way that I was going to put it about why the humor in Get Out worked better. Uh, but I, 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 I think the humor in Get Out was more directly tied to the themes of the movie. Um, whereas the humor in this is much more just kind of like situationally, yeah. like kind of like joking about stuff, like the dad being kind of like a dumb dad. Yeah. And I guess dad jokes. later on we'll talk about it, but they make jokes in a time where you would probably be traumatized and have severe PTSD and be shaking mm-hmm. and like vomiting because you're so scared. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it kind of took me out of it as well alongside of the major glaring plot holes that make no sense, but tried to suspend my disbelief just because what I was watching was engaging. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, and then hopping back sort of the direction, there is like this is like shit. This is a movie that people are gonna like break down. Like, oh, you're yeah. gonna watch like a 45 minute YouTube video breaking down all the little things and all the Easter eggs and all the symbolism and all that stuff. And that's just sort of a testament to how good of a director Jordan Peele is. Mm-hmm. But again, kind of maybe wish like he spent more time on the script or let someone else write it. Or it feels like it's a couple drafts away from being the masterpiece that it should be. Um, and the amount of like attention to detail that he has is crazy. Yeah. Um, and then, but like outside of the script, I think the, you know, performances everybody gave were incredible with what they were given, especially our girl, uh, Lupita, but, uh, mm-hmm. even the kids, the kids were great too. Yeah. I, yeah, I think everyone was great. Uh, on the second, uh, so the first time, uh, I loved Lupita and the daughter and Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. Uh, I thought Elizabeth they were all Moss, great. I thought incredible. Tim Heidecker was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I didn't really like the dad, Winston Duke, as much, or the son. But on the second watch, I actually appreciate it. I kind of like that the dad more. wasn't the you know beta male, alpha male, whatever you call it, and I, you know he was kind of scared. Yeah, no, I I love that. It was just I don't, there was just something about him that I just wasn't a fan of, um, and I think that might have been because he was like the jokey one and took a lot of the the air out of the the room. And then outside sometimes. from you know the main characters, the you know the the shadow people, what have you, uh, were just creepy as hell as well like mm-hmm. just just very off-putting like you think you've seen what this movie's about in the trailers like there's a lot more to them as well uh thematically um i and this isn't I, I this shouldn't be an indictment on the film uh because i think i was expecting something different theme wise i was expecting it to be more like a reflect in 
maybe it is actually. Maybe it's the marketing because the marketing is like you are your own worst enemy. And I figure because Jordan Peele with Get Out was like this very smartly written thing, um, and sort of like this incisive commentary socially. Uh, I was expecting maybe like a little bit more of like a deep cut thematically in this, and I was expecting it to be like, you know, the they're they're whatever you want to call them. They're they call them their shadows or they're tethered in this movie. Yeah, um, let's, that's not let's be spoiler, careful. Um, yeah, but I hear but I was, I was expecting it to be a little bit more about... Looking inward? A reflection, yeah, yeah. a reflection of yourself, and it wasn't and it, really And it goes that. a little bit of a different direction without giving yeah. too much away. But, yeah, there, there's a... It, a lot of people are saying it's way more horror and way less commentary, but I still think it has a ton to say. Yeah, and, and I agree. It was just, I think, it because it, it took it a different direction. I think if they took it the direction that I am yeah. I was expecting, it might have worked better in my mind. But, Expectations yeah. will, will, will kill a movie or help a movie. Uh, I mean, I think we all expected Captain Marvel to be lame, and then it was pretty good, and we were like, hell yeah! Um, yeah, I... Uh... I can't think of anything else non non spoilery. To Hold be on. honest, I'm gonna tell you. 3307 was awkward pause or 30, 3304. Okay, say that again. Uh, yeah, I don't really have any other uh, non spoilery thoughts. Yeah, I don't really know if I do either, just because from the trailers you don't really get much, and like we need to start breaking this down, and they're yeah. like we could spend another hour breaking this down. And we gotta get going, so um, yeah. I'll give you my review. You want to give me your grade first, though, or do you want to hear my my sentence review? Uh, I give it a B. A B, okay. Yep. Uh, my review is Us is tense as hell, brutally horrific, and potentially Oscar-worthy performances in a story so layered I can't wait to watch it again. Us has proven Jordan Peele is not a one-hit wonder, and I'm super stoked to see what Peele is going to do next. Uh, I'd say see this movie twice, and I give it an A-. minus. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's spoil Spoiler this, time? biatch. Okay, spoiler time. If you don't want to be spoiled, stop listening. Uh, next week, I don't. Uh, Dumbo, maybe. I don't, I don't really know. We're gonna have to see Dumbo, <laughs> aren't we? Skip. I don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> we'll we skipped happens. it. We gotta see Dumbo. God. Um, it's Burton. Maybe it's the Burton comeback. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, all right, spoiler time for us. Okay. Um, where do we begin? What do you, yeah, I don't even know where to start. Um. Actually, let's start with this. What did you think about the twist at the very end? I am not tooting my own horn here. You can ask the wife. I called it right away. Same. Yeah, like right away. Yep. Yeah. And I was actually like, are they pulling the rug out from under me? And I was wrong. And then they went back and did it. I My first thought is I thought it was the entire family was going to be like they somehow like escaped and switched places. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's what it was going to be. And then as the movie, basically after the first scene with the clones or whatever, the tethered or whatever, I was like, okay, it's definitely just Lupita. Yeah. Um, the, I think that could, like, it could have been a very cool twist yeah. kind of thing or it could have worked. But because of the, basically the final scene that they have together where she's like exposition dumping yeah, and yeah. explaining everything. Uh, it ruins the entire twist. Like that's the biggest plot hole is she wouldn't explain everything to the other one, right? Because and, the other one knows. And that, well, that's the question: is do you think she knew the entire time? Some people do. Well, some people ha- don't. She, how wouldn't she know? 
the 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 Lupita upstairs, do you think yeah. she knew? Yeah. She had to. How? How did she have to? She was the one but do you for, that originally do you, started downstairs. Do you forget in the that though? It's there was it seemed like she might have forgotten it. I don't I don't think so. Yeah. I'm, because she remembered because she remembered the interaction in the fun or the She did, but it seemed like in the RV it was like coming back to her. Like that's that's how I interpret it. I think she remembered it the whole time as well, but there is discussion about that. I don't know. I just didn't I didn't like that. That kind of like do you want to start with the problems or do you want to start with other spoilers that we liked? Because I got a laundry list of problems with. I don't know. I mean, plot. there's there's a yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I mean, I can rattle a couple was, off. We don't have actually, to do it well, bullet by let bullet. But. Let me let me let me let me also explain more why that sort of that that scene of her explaining everything doesn't work. It's not just the fact that it ruins sort of the idea that you know Lupita upstairs didn't know what happened. Like she would know, so like you don't need to do that. So it just feels like they're speaking to the audience, which is annoying and just feels like they're talking down to us. But it's also the fact that I don't think they need to explain that deeply. I think it works better and it's actually scarier if they leave it kind of just in the audience's mind because I think we could guess yeah. that it was like this weird failed cloning experiment. Um and it still leaves the door open that there's like some sort of weird spiritual supernatural effects going on. Otherwise it wouldn't have continued the way that it did. Um, but like they just had to explain it, which means we need like all the answers because of how much they explained and they don't give all the answers, which I think is why that pisses me off even more. Yeah, If they just would have hinted to what's going on, it would have been better. It would have left us to fill in the answers, but I now have way more questions than I have answers, even though they tried to give us answers. It just didn't work. How big, yeah, how big was, was the facility? Was it all over over the nation? Were there a mm-hmm. million of these people? How did their clothes change when upstairs people's clothes changed? How did they get so many Etsy scissors and red uniforms? Who created these people? Was it a government, cult, spiritual people? Why didn't the Lupita infant downstairs just leave when she got her handcuffs unlocked? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just it's just forever i could go on like and that's what hurt it a little bit Mm -hmm. uh the the one thing that i noticed on my second viewing that i didn't really understand in the first viewing uh was the reflection in the two lupitas uh as children is basically the one that switches to go upstairs as we want to call it into the real world um you know, she can't talk or whatever, or they say that she can't talk, yep. and they're like, like try to encourage her to express herself other ways, yep. and so she learns dancing. And you're kind of like, well, why wouldn't the Lupita downstairs either leave or just talk to the people? But it's also, those people don't understand English. Yes. They don't know what's going on, and so the reason that they didn't believe in her or, like, you know, start, you know, bowing down to her, which is what Lupita says in that final scene or whatever, is because they didn't understand her until she danced and they finally like understood through that dance like she was trying to say something so did no other downstairs people ever dance i I don't know (laughs) but i think it was because it was like this interpretive kind of thing because the one upstairs was like using that as a way to express herself and so like that was why they like turned and started like believing and like we need to you know attack the there, there are so, so many like little things like that. Um, mm-hmm. It's very layered. There's, there's multiple rewatches needed. I've got like six bullets that we can blast through. Um, do you have anything else that you want to to start with, or do you want to just kind of go go through Easter eggs? Go. Yeah, let's just go through. Um, so, I, and some of it's from Reddit. Uh, first of all, 
funniest line of the movie, I have the highest kill count, so I should drive. I did, yeah, yeah. I love that. Uh, she was funny, was, and the kids were great. Actually, my my favorite line was when they they first like invade the house yeah. and the dad is like trying to plead with them, trying to like tell them tell her like what they can take, and he's like, "I'll give you the boat. I don't even want the boat." And the daughter's like, "Dad, no one wants the boat." <laughs> yeah, and I like how they didn't know what Home Alone was. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Uh, the kids were great, and yeah, I thought that was, that was great. It provided a little bit of levity. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple things from Reddit and a couple things that I just mentioned. My weird theory is that Jason's repeated use of the magic trick gadget was causing the kid downstairs to burn his face and be a pyro. Yeah, I think that's a pretty, pretty given thing, yeah. Red jumpsuits, obviously. No, go ahead. Jason, let's talk about him for a second before we get back to your list of Easter eggs and stuff. Um... Did you get kind of like a weird vibe that he might be switched to? So here's a theory. Um, there is a theory that I read that they're all kind of half tethered because Adelaide is a, a full on human and she she births these children from a full on uh, subhuman. And so they're all kind of half and half. That's why they can eat. They can do sort of things and they're a little bit connected. So, yeah, I, I get that feeling as well. But I think it's just because he's very like half tethered to his downstairs person. Okay. But he was okay. definitely the on only the reason. Stuff. the The only reason that I really ask that is because they make a mention about how uh, when he first gets trapped in that closet upstairs, yeah. like before all the shit happens, they make a mention like, "Oh, that happened like last year," um, and that's when he sort of discovered his like magic trick that you want to call it, or the little flicker thing, mm-hmm. and so. That basically says that the downstairs version of him didn't burn himself until last year when the kid when he started doing that, and it's kind of like that could have been the switch time. And there was like this I don't know there was like a weird connection that I think like Lupita had with the son over like as with the daughter she was much more protective of the son, but I guess that it could also be because like he was the same age as like she was when yeah. that should happen. So I don't know. Yeah, there could be something else to it. Um... Maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll answer that in interviews, but I just felt like they were just all a little bit connected because the people downstairs were just half human, half gathered. Um, okay. When you ask uh, the red jumpsuits, what's behind that, and the glove, what's behind that, and the scissors? I mean, I'm sure you can lay that out for me as well. But what's... hands across America, Michael Jackson, scissors, symbolism for people being tethered. Yeah, I figured. You know the. Yeah, it was it was just kind of a mix of those things. Uh, again, don't understand how they got all that shit. Right? Um, Does Etsy deliver twenty four seven? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone was making bank on making Etsy. Some bank. hipster art. Some hipster designer yeah. was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, they weren't, and like they were all so perfectly uniformed. Like, who is the warehouse supplier for this this cult? <laughs> um, one thing that I didn't catch is Lupita upstairs talking to Elizabeth Moss is like, "I'm not really good at talking." Did you catch that first or second viewing? Uh, second well, viewing. Well, obviously second because you, well, you kind of guessed the I, twist, but. Y- yeah. 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 Uh, the other thing with the scratchy throat is, yes, she hasn't talked very much, but some people said she had a scratchy throat when she was talking because she was choked and, like, her windpipe was messed up. Mm-hmm. That was, so, so I read that after yeah. um, whatever the first viewing, but then on the second viewing, they, like, show her, like, fall down from being choked so hard mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. she was a kid. So I was like, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Um, and it, you can kind of tell in the way that she speaks is it's not like that she has a raspy voice or was, like, learning how to talk. It's because, like, she was just struggling to get it out. Yep. Um, Couple things with rabbits. Um, someone said on Reddit, "Did you notice that Lupita was eating a strawberry like a rabbit would?" 
mm-hmm. and that I I noticed that, again that was a second notice because I was like trying to see what was different about her yeah. from the family and obviously in that first scene when she is eating the strawberry the rest of the family is fast eating like food, fast yeah. food and she's just eating like strawberries from like a bin. or something yeah um and so that was that was actually another thing that was another reason why I was like confused about Jason why they were being weird about him because he's like he doesn't have anything that's different compared to like the other two that we know are definitely like the normal humans yeah. so um uh easter egg that I caught uh, after the, um, this is on my second viewing that I hadn't noticed anyone else mentioned. Ooh, so this is exclusive. crossed off to me. Um, uh, after they kill the, uh, their friends doppelgangers yeah. or whatever, and they're all sitting around the table, Jason is eating from like a clear bowl of fruit loops. Uh, and if you remember from get out, she, the white lady, uh, whatever the girlfriend, after like all the shit goes down, she's just sitting in bed, uh, with the milk and the fruit loops separate, eating them, eating the fruit loops just by hand out of a clear bowl. I thought that was a nice little nod to get out. I wish it was an exclusive, but I saw it on Reddit. Those, no! those bastards. <laughs> Damn I didn't catch it though until I read it. I didn't even see it in the movie. <sighs> um, I felt so smart sitting there today. I was like, oh. <laughs> that's very good. I did not catch that. And I would not have remembered that from get out. I'll tell you that much. Damn. Um, apparently the, the daughter's green shirt says Tho, which means mm-hmm. rabbit in Vietnamese. Yeah. I, so many, it's cool. so many layers. It's like yeah. poetry. Yeah. Um, also, I mean like 11 shows up everywhere constantly, yeah. uh, because of the Jeremiah 11, 11, uh, a lot of things are in twos. The ambulance has a two on a it. Coincidences. Um, there's a, the, uh, basically everything is just pretty much in pairs yeah. a lot of the time. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So speaking of 11, 11, you got the guy holding that cardboard box. What was the significance behind him? I think eleven eleven. There's some sort of duality be- behind that, like maybe Cain and Abel or some shit. But I don't get. Was he part of the downstairs? Yeah. So that was weird. Um, I figured that he was just like some, like I I don't know. That's like another thing that is just kind of like, which I'm fine with. Is the fact that they didn't explain it. It's fine. Um, but yeah, that's just something that we can hypothesize about. It's either that like he maybe had a uh, like assumed about the the underground or you standing like, right next to it saw <laughs> his guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the, that's the only it's reason. Ten feet away um, from the entrance. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I, yeah, um, I have no idea. Maybe he's the one that was delivering their Etsy shipments. Yeah, maybe he was the one behind it all. He was the first yeah. one to start the line that we, we saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one more symbolism that I got. In 1986 in the boardwalk, Adelaide's dad is playing whack-a-mole when Adelaide wanders off. Whack-a-mole's a game where the mole is trying to escape the dark underground to get into the light, and we are trying to suppress them back into the darkness. The carnival game itself reflects the whole idea of the tethered trying to escape, and we keep them suppressed. I didn't catch oh. that. Oh, wow. No, I, I certainly did not either. A lot of, lot of symbolism. A lot of... Uh, I can't wait to watch this again. I'm jealous of you. Yeah. Um, did you think that... Uh, do you think that we would get more flashback stuff with her parents? Because they, like, really played up that they were having, like, a bad, like, they had a bad relationship. Mm. And I thought we were going to get, like, more of that, and that might... I'll go, I'll go, although I guess, like, they probably really would have only shown that if, like, the big twist at the end wasn't a, a twist. Yeah. Like, if she was, like, the real world her, and, like, that's just why she's weird is because she had, like, you know, that shitty that's experience true. in the yeah. Hall of Mirrors, and then, like, her parents had a shitty relationship, but... <clears throat> I don't know. I guess if um, they showed too much of that, you would just assume she's acting weird because she was a part of an abusive household and I they wanted so. to try and hint, 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 and then, I guess, spoon-feed you the entire twist. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking um, of quick, uh, quick thing about her eating the, the strawberry, I didn't notice that she was snapping weirdly, but apparently they showed in the trailer that she was snapping off to the beat, and that was like, are you human, lady? She was, 
she she was snapping on the upbeat slash offbeat. Ah, so like you know gotcha. how like generally like yeah it like so like technically it wasn't wrong how she was doing it. She was just it's doing just it on like the, the opposite beat of what after normal people everyone would do. Yeah, yeah okay. What else would do um uh yeah the uh the explanations toward the end or the the you know the whole whatever makes it feel like okay i want to put my faith in jordan peele here but it kind of feels like they were like yo people love to get out people like kind of want a sequel to get out we know you're not going to do that but like you could probably set this up as like a kind of movie that would be kind of a sequel and that's what kind of like the whole exposition dump felt like because it's like all right we're gonna give you some of this people might get a little more interested in being like well we want more answers Okay. How are we going to get more answers? We make a sequel, but also like I don't know where a sequel would go. Would have to like. So you think he's he's baiting us to to potentially move into a. I think the two. studio might have mm. pushed him in that direction. What would the sequel be called? We, them, you. Ooh. Um. Yeah. That again. I didn't like the final. Sh- I guess the final shot was cool because like this is the new world now. We have. One million people like holding hands across mountains, but then it was like, yeah. was every single tunnel populated by these people? And it just opened more dumb questions that he can't actually answer without it being too wacky. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think I don't know. That's just like kind of part of the problem. Like he's obviously has this very grand scope, and there's a little bit of sci-fi in both of these movies, I think. And like there's this sort of cloning aspect or American government experiment aspect that he like kind of wants to hit at with these underground tunnels. And like, obviously like, that's a big old thing that people believe in. Um, not necessarily underground tunnels, but government experiments yeah. like MK ultra and all that bullshit. Um, but then he also like wants to make it about, you know, thematically about like oppression of like native Americans, which I think is like a, a big aspect of this. And, um, you know, tie it in socially mm-hmm. while also being like horror at the same time. So it's like a lot of threads he's doing, to kind he's of trying to do too much to weave. But it's, I think that might be part of the reason that it doesn't work is that he might just need to narrow his focus a little bit. Yeah. And, and like, stop trying to say so much, just like make a scary movie. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I agree with you there, but it still was a hell of a ride to, to watch. It still was some of the best looking horror, you know, you and I have seen in a long time. So, I think we want him to keep keep rocking, keep creating amazing movies with a small budget and making all sorts of money. And I'm now more excited for Twilight Zone for sure. Yeah, um, he's. I I don't know if he like actually wrote any of it. <clears throat> oh. He's not even necessarily the showrunner. He's just like an executive producer and the host. So we'll see. But Hopefully uh, that'll uh, help him keep things on track and not yeah. like. He, I've heard Into the Dark isn't very good. So like just having somebody to 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 have a a, a vision for the show should probably help it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he has his his handprints on, like, a bunch of shows that are in development. He's got, like, Lovecraft Lovecraft Country or whatever on HBO. He's got another thing. uh, And so maybe that took him a little bit out of it for this. He's Um, becoming a brand, which is okay, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I guess guess we'll see. I don't think there's people that, like, Lupita deserves an Oscar for this. I don't think she does. I don't (laughs) think anyone does. Um, Uh, You can tell you're uh, you're, – yelling at your dog when i gave my uh my paragraph review because i said oscar worthy performances because i oh no yeah yeah we were gonna try and slip that by the listeners but uh he was yelling at carbon when i was giving my review and didn't hear me say that i think she does you know or at least to be somewhat recognized like but horrors never recognized like they always just get uh, you know hereditary what was her name that was incredible tony collette, tony collette yeah. yeah she's not gonna even get, get, gonna get a look here but 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It's Jordan Peele, and they were hot on Get Out, so True. maybe maybe he's like the the Renaissance man for horror. He he's the man we deserve. He's the dude. Um. Anything else? Yeah. Nothing else. This is uh, this is great. Excited to see what he does next. Yeah, very interested. Hopefully, it will, it'll be just another two-year gap and not anything longer than Agreed. that. Agreed. Um, because obviously, yeah, okay. entertaining. It's very entertaining and it's beautiful. And there's not all these terrible, terrible like. There's only one time where someone's like, "I'm like, what are you mm-hmm. doing?" You know, the actors and actor, the, the the people make pretty good decisions. Yeah, it's a really good horror movie. Yeah, it's fuck. I just God, I just wish that third act. The plot holes, yeah. The third act it unravels yeah. a little. And it's bit. honestly, it's not even necessarily like like the plot holes. Like we were, you know, obviously we're talking about the, the Etsy jumpsuits and scissors and stuff. And it's like that doesn't even ruin the movie. That's just like that's just kind of something that you'd be like, <laughs> come on, like you laugh about after the movie, but yeah. it doesn't take you out of it while you're watching it. The exposition yeah. dump is what like pissed me off. Like the other plot holes, mm. I, that happens. Christopher Nolan has plot holes, and I love those like Inception and all that shit. But like, this is just like that kind of just didn't work i almost wish they just didn't tell you about the twist didn't yeah, show exactly. you the twist i i want yeah i just wanted it to be ambiguous and for it to spark all sorts of debate because, and people looking for clues because obviously like you and me were guessing it anyway yeah i i went with my dad and he was like yeah i, I, I didn't really like expect that from like the jump but then like as things went on i was kind of expecting it but so it's kind of like why spell we, it out yeah we don't we don't need it sort of dumped to us and it, you know it's a second movie so maybe he'll learn not to yeah. he doesn't have to do that but you know i don't know yeah Still, no sophomore slump for Peel. What's Key up to? Keegan Michael Key, he's been acting in a bunch of stuff. I don't think he has the, yeah. the directing itch that uh, Jordan has, but he's been, I mean, he was in the Predator movie. <laughs> he was in Friends from College on uh, whatever uh, on Netflix. He's uh, he's got he's he, he acts a lot okay. more. Like Jordan Peel doesn't yeah. really act. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. What do we got next? Dumbo? God. Um, I got nothing else here. But, uh, yeah, this was... God, we don't deserve him. I love what he's doing to horror. Keep it it up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, What's your your grade again? Um, God, what did I give it? I gave it an A-. A-. All right. Uh, Mm -hmm. I give it a B. Slowly kind of rising to B+. It probably shouldn't, like, knock at a full letter grade for a bad twist that i wasn't a fan of that doesn't yeah. really necessarily ruin everything but it's but. like you knew the twist you just didn't like the explanation of the twist yeah You're like listen i'm smarter than you think i am i can yeah. figure this out jordan yeah. yeah um so b you know shades of b plus in there shades of a <laughs> plus commit, action in there but, <laughs> but b b a minus from Randy, B for me. Right. Thank you for listening. Uh, remember to subscribe and review on whatever podcast listening platform you use. Uh, five stars would be lovely, but you know what? At this point, I would just like to see any kind of review. You know what? Give us a review and I got five on it. <laughs> um, Give us five. Come on. Yeah. Um, and uh, check out glitchup.com. We're doing some. Uh, we're doing a character bracket for March <laughs> oh, it's Madness so funny. themed. Um, it's so stupid and so great at the same. And we're time. about to post the video game one. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, doing a bunch of regions of classic characters from movies, TV, and video games, and pitting them against each other in one v one basketball games. Guys, uh, I literally wrote an article: Master Chief from Halo versus a car from Rocket League. <laughs> like this is goofy. Give it a read. <laughs> I hope you picked a car from Rocket League because that. You will see. We'll find out. Uh, so check out glitchup.com for that stuff. Uh, and go to our social media pages to vote on that. Uh, we'll have those up today uh, when you're listening to us. So uh, thank you for listening. And we will uh, see you next week with Dumbo. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
Thank mm-hmm. you.